welcome Paper Radio News Hour. Happy New Year 2019 is here, and it's a hump day to boot. I'm Joe Jacobs, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and I hope today finds you well. It has been cold, cold, cold here in the Valley of the Sun. You know, my wife is trying to tell me that this is normal. It is not normal. We've gone probably almost a week now where I don't even know if it's gotten to 50. This morning, uh, as I was getting my car, it was 30 degrees this morning as I was driving into work. And I know all you people living elsewhere, you're like, that 30 degrees is nothing out here. Trust me, it's cold. Uh, But I hope all of you had a great holiday. I know today's like the day a lot of people, all right, got to get back to work. Uh, Those that are a little more fortunate than, than others were probably off since Christmas. Uh, the kids are still, I think, well, I know the, the college-age kids quite, aren't quite back yet or, or have to go back yet, uh, but the high schoolers, you know what, it's sad that I can tell you I'm not sure. if my, I, I know my, my younger son isn't back yet. He's still at home. Matter of fact, today he's getting his official license. Apparently the DMV is a state thing, so it's not part of the government shutdown. He was supposed to get it on Monday, but they had a computer glitch. <laughs> Nothing like the newspaper thing, but but today he is uh, he's going to be out on the road. So watch out, uh, Phoenix. He, he's my my last one is now going to be in about an hour. He's going to be taking his official driver's test and joining the masses out on the freeway. Uh, our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. Uh, the metals plans, right, we're shipping as we speak. They've been out. We're, we're working on it. They, it'll be close. You know, you know, I keep forgetting how many people are in this thing. It, it's awesome. Uh, it, it, will, it will be close. I think the, uh, the pickups in Colorado... You should be hearing from Jason. He'll start setting those appointments. Uh, but I think, fingers crossed, Friday, by Friday, they'll all be done. The latest would be next Tuesday at the absolute drop-dead latest. So everybody in the medals program, uh, start looking for your boxes. By the way, 2019 Silver Eagles, about two weeks. So two weeks, if you pre-ordered those. Uh, about two weeks, you'll be getting a call for those. Uh, what else? I think that's kind of all of the, the laundry stuff. Uh, my mom's still in touch. She actually leaves Thursday, which makes us sad. Uh, had a great holiday. We really did. I, you know, and I, you know, spending time with the family is always a big deal for me. We did something super fun. And, and my aunt and uncle and nephew, they were in town from, California. Yeah, I know. And I I will just tell you that it's worse than I thought. They are desperate to get out. My uncle drove from Syracuse, he was 18 years old. Got in his Lamont convertible and drove to California working odd jobs all the way there. You know, back when you could do stuff like that. And has lived there essentially since he was 18 years old. 
He is now 60. And and I can I don't think a day went by. They were here for about three, almost four days. A day didn't go by where they didn't say we got to get out of California. And they're actively looking for work in Arizona uh, to to make that happen. And talking about the and again they are conservative California. Which kind of makes them dem- regular Democrats here in Arizona. You know, that's the problem, right? A conservative Californian is like a Democrat in most of the red states. Uh, but they were they were here. I'll tell you what they had to say, but I want to tell you, we went uh, to the shooting range. Because they, they I know, they're untypical California. They own guns. They like to shoot guns. I'm like, hey, there's a range right down the street. Uh, and we all went out. My mom, who who my mom has never held or shot a gun in her life. 74 years old, and she had a blast. Just a blast. It, it, it's something where, uh, it, it, you know, you, you don't... It, and we go, my, my wife and my kids, we, we, we go, but if you've never done it, like these places, as an example, so we have, you know, we have a 38, we've got a shotgun, you know, we've got, we've got some guns. But you can also rent them there, and it's not expensive. I mean, a lane, a lane here uh, is like fifteen dollars for an hour. Uh, then you know you gotta, uh, you can rent different guns. So one of the things we did is, is we we rented an AR-15. Wow, awesome! I'm blown away. I gotta have one now. This is the problem. Yeah, I, I now have to have one. Uh, it is so easy. The, there's no kick on it. It's amazing. Blue, just just blew me away. And my mom just had a great time. And, and so, you know, uh, just put that on your list of things and, and, and check it out. It, it's pretty – put it this way. We had – there was eight of us shooting. We shot for a couple of hours. It, the whole thing was like 200 bucks. I mean, you just can't beat it. Uh, so, anyway, that's what we did – uh, New Year's Eve, that's a no-go for me. New Year's Eve, I, I don't even like to leave the house like past dark. So, uh, I did not make it to New Year's. I made it to the New York New Year's, uh, and then I called it a day. Uh, when we get back, listen, we got a lot of things to talk about. Government shutdown, stock market, gold and silver, the rally continues, and so much more. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. That is the toll-free number. Uh, or it's early in the day, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, the Dow is down, not much, about 40, 50 points. The S and P's down a few. Uh, the Nasdaq's up a few. Uh, that that's an improvement. It, it's been down quite a bit earlier this morning. Uh, we'll keep an eye on it. Twenty-three thousand two hundred on the Dow. Uh, for whatever reason, oil's catching a little bit of a bid. It was down. It actually hit a new low this morning. Uh, someone put a buy in there. I don't know, but still forty-six dollars. It's not enough. Uh, we'll see. I, I I'm worried about that oil uh, it, because it, it contributed so much. You know, today. Matter of fact, today. People are actually we were talking about it on the idiot box about how it used to be. G 
cheap oil was good for us because we get to save some money. Right? They don't care, but they don't care about us. But now you got to remember, we're the largest oil producer in the world. Number one. I mean, we didn't used to. Remember, we used to, you know, three, four million. I mean, we produce, we're closing in on 12 million barrels of oil a day. So now, apparently, you know, throw that into the negative column uh, on, on falling oil prices. I guess that will more than uh, offset whatever you and I could possibly save at the gas pump. But I, as I told you, my aunt and uncle were here. And they live in, I don't think they'd mind, they live in Long Beach. It's about seven minutes for them to get to the ocean, to the beach. So they were talking all weekend about how they want to get out of California. That how bad it's gotten there. Homelessness everywhere. The illegals, they've taken over. The the fact of the matter, they said, whatever you hear on the news about you know, crimes by illegals and things you're not even getting close to what's happening out there, mate. That they they say, you know, they, they deliberately try not to report it. And then, of course, taxes and how expensive it is uh, to live there. And, and I kept telling them, uh, you know, hey, listen, don't come over. Don't, Cal- don't California my Arizona, but I just wanted you. Colorado, I know it's got the same problem. It's not over. The exodus continues. Matter of fact, uh, over the weekend, I saw two different articles. A hundred, something like 150 people a day leaving Illinois. Over 125 people a day leaving New York City, right? They're, they're leaving these failed blue states in mass droves. High tax. Right, essentially, you you pick all the high tax there. People are leaving. We can't afford it, and we're capped out. And now, of course, we've got the government shut down. The government is twenty-two trillion dollars in debt. Well, just under. And I don't know how the shutdown. I guess the shutdown kind of affects it. But we're we're less than ninety billion dollars, and we may have already passed it. We just don't know it. Right, because of the government shutdown stuff. $22 trillion. But that's only the a, a slice. Right? Consumers, record high debt. States never have seen this kind of debt. And these states, they're all different, right? They all play these Ponzi schemes. Right, the the blue states are even worse. Right, you know, you, you can just think about California. Right, you you go to Illinois, New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts. Right, you uh, you you got all of those what I'll call the the blue blue ones. They're the worst. But don't think Arizona and Colorado are better. Right, we we're able to hide it a little more, but they're not paying. They're not paying those pensions. 
They have no intention of paying the pension. Right? They're going to figure out a way sooner or later when it gets bad enough. They're going to, you know, you think about too big to fail. Right? They're too big. I mean, California all by itself is like, I, I don't know what number they are, but they're like the fifth, sixth, seventh largest economy in the world. Can't fail. <laughs> they're going to need a bailout. You know, and I just, I, you know, and I'll say this, go out to our website today. David Walker was out there today talking about the debt, talking about all of the the things that they've been warning about for 10 years. You know, 10 years ago, what was the debt? $11 trillion? Think about what the debt was when my oldest son, my oldest son just turned 19. My youngest son just turned 16. Let's use him. The debt when he was born was between five and six trillion dollars. Sixteen years later, it's twenty-two. Now they would lead you to believe that outside of the you know the uh, crash, the crash slash war, where they allegedly told you twice. The deficit exceeded a trillion dollars. Just as as little as what three or four years ago, they said it was only four hundred billion. Then how is it that in sixteen years the the deficit's gone up seventeen trillion? That math that math don't work. That dog don't hunt. Right? It's, again, it's this one massive lie after another. And now our central bankers are determined to take down the rest of it. So when we're sitting here and we're, we're talking about what comes next, what are we going to do, what are we not going to do, know this. This is a certainty. Default is coming. The money's going to get changed. The great stock market rally, right, is over. And you start to think about all of the things that they told you to do, right? The the buy and hold strategy of stock can't do that anymore. What is the guy in a 401k supposed to do? He can't not buy and hold. It's the only, thing, it's the only options you got. And that was somehow going to lead you into economic salvation. I saw this re, uh, report. They, they broke out the wealth. They said that seven-tenths of one percent, so, you know, less than one percent of the country makes a million dollars or more. All by themselves, they hold more wealth than everybody else combined. According to the nine, and again, I didn't do the research, so we got to take the government at its word. 
that 7%, and we're really, I guess, 6.3% of the population make between 100000 and $999,000, right? Just under the million. And if you add up those 7% of the entire population, they control, and I, and I, and I, it was almost 90-something percent of all the wealth. That means 93%, right? The other 93% are getting the scraps. Here's what I'm telling you. The point seven, you're going to probably be okay. It's all the rest of us that they're coming for. I mean, it, it's amazing what they've done, right? This is this is what they wanted to do, right? They bankrupted us all, so the very very few people at the very very top got to make a bunch of money. Uh, by the way, today I don't know. Uh, it hasn't gotten a ton of news. But another bank, one of the biggest banks in Italy, has just been taken over by the ECB today. Uh, their, their stock has been halted. Uh, matter of fact, the, e, the EU now has appointed a slate of temporary administrators. The, the entire board of the bank had to resign, uh, which means they're broke. Uh, we'll see how it works, the the bank. And, of course, we've been talking about Italy once in a while. Uh, bank uh, Carrigie, if you will, C-A-R-I-G-E is the bank. Uh, they they uh, were taken over, I guess, this morning from Reuters. Uh, the entire board has been let go in a unprecedented move, according to Bloomberg. They say it follows a failed attempt to raise 400 million euros uh, after the billionaire family, apparently, who was the majority shareholder, said, nah, nah, nothing. We don't want to take any more. They, they control a third of the bank itself. Uh, there's now saying that uh, the ECB is going to force some type of sale. And again, if they needed four hundred million here, you think about, hey, that's not that much. That was just for this month, right? Then they're going to need about next month, the month after, the month after that. But don't worry, our banks are better capitalized today. Keep believing that. Listen, if they were so much better capitalized, if they had done such a great job. Then why did they go to the SEC and change all the rules about your bank account? Why did they change the rules about your 401Ks and your IRAs? Why did they change the rules about your annuities and your money market? Remember now, when it gets really bad, you're not going to be able to sell. We already know about banks. What are they going to do? We know from Greece, can't take your money out. Go to the ATM, you get $20. 
right? You go to the ATM, you get $20. Well, I want to close my account. Sorry. I want to take my money out. Uh Uh-uh. Really would like to. I'd like to help you, Mr. Schmuckatelli, but uh, government says you got to leave it in there. These are the new laws. But you think they did it for fun? You think they did it out of the kindness of their hearts? Well, they already know. Right? They already know. Think about it for just a minute. $22 trillion. They're telling you this year, oh, we're going to hit a trillion. No, it's almost two. That's the problem. That's not the real number. And then after that, every single year, the debt rises. Do you know inside of 10 years, we'll spend a trillion dollars just on interest? Well, then again, unless they go super negative. Or they just simply replace the money. Patriot Radio News Tower, we'll be back after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. Iowa, in some ways a political cross-section of the entire country, was a perfect display of the cross-currents in the new Trump political realignment. Democrats won seven new suburban seats in the House, but lost two blue-collar seats to Republicans. In the Iowa Senate, the GOP actually had a net gain of two seats from the Democrats, again by racking up surprise victories in blue-collar districts. Trump's persona and his America First policies resonate so well with the working class. Conservative Congressman Steve King triumphed once again over vicious late hits and ambushes, which illustrates the tremendous resilience of those who are the most principled like him. The Republican governor of Iowa, Kim Reynolds, also won re-election. The Rust Belt state of Ohio elected a Republican governor, re-elected all its Republican congressmen, and re-elected a supermajority of Republican control over its state legislature. This is a state that President Trump has successfully turned from purple to deep red after Obama had won it in 2008 and 2012. With only about 15 months left for Democrats to coalesce around a presidential contender to run against President Trump, they have no one who can compete with him in middle America. Polls said that Democratic Senator Joe Donnelly would win re-election easily in Indiana, but instead he lost to a political newcomer, Mike Brown, by a wide margin of six points, which could have even been a ten-point loss in the absence of a Libertarian Party candidate. Runaway early voting procedures ensured Republican losses in Arizona, California, and Nevada. And there is nothing Trump could have done to avert that. But Trump brought victories where none were expected, such as all-important U.S. Senate seats representing middle America. The campaign for the presidency starts after the midterm elections, and Democratic contenders are already jockeying for position. But Trump appears invincible in the South, most of the Midwest, much of the Rust Belt, and nearly all of flyover country which doesn't leave enough Electoral College votes for the Democrats to regain the White House. Trump worked harder in campaigning for his supporters than any president in history, Republican or Democrat. House Republicans would have done better if more candidates had stood strongly with the president. 
This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Do you like what you see at the Trump White House? Will President Trump continue to advance conservative ideals? At phyllisschlafly.com, you gain complete access to Phyllis Schlafly Eagles news updates and commentaries and can track our work on Capitol Hill. Go online often to phyllisschlafly.com. And thanks for listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. 800-951-0592. Gold's up another seven here, $1,288 in chain. Silver, throw another 10 cents on to silver now, $15.63. The Dow's down about 80 points. Uh, not a ton of economic data. The biggest piece was another soft, one of those soft numbers, the manufacturing index, the lowest level since September of 06, or September of 16. I'm not 06, 16. Uh, still positive. The number above 50 is positive. It's all the way down to 53. Uh, so that, that's a number at the height that was in the low 60s. Then it went into the high 50s, then the mid 50s, and now we're in the low 50s. You kind of see where we're going, and this is one of those ones again. I think that that falling oil price uh, having a another big issue. Here's the other thing: wages. They keep telling us we're making more money, and I keep telling you, no, we're not. Now there are people that are, you know, the I guess the the seven percent that do. Inescapable, a constant stressor. I see no way out. What do professors, real estate agents, farmers, business executives, computer? programmers and store clerks all have in common the harsh reality of living paycheck to paycheck according to the Washington Post now the Washington Post so take it with a little grain of salt the millennials the Gen Xers the baby boomers big cities rural town it doesn't matter they tried to save but they rent child care student loans medical bills they all get in the way throw taxes in there the paycheck to paycheck experience According from the recent report from the Federal Reserve, right, the same guys, you know, year Jay Powell say, oh, yeah, people are making more. We're worried. We're worried about inflation. They're not worried about inflation because they lie about inflation. What they are worried about is we're worried that people may start making more money. Talking about, now this is the Federal Reserve number. The Fed says 4 in 10 can't produce $400 in an emergency. We all know that number is like 7 in 10. And then they start talking about 
all of these people throughout the country that are living paycheck to paycheck, and I'm going to tell you right now, the slowdown's coming. It's already here. I know you don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about it. But it's happening. And for most of the people that are getting laid off, they're already barely hanging on. And you, and, you, and you start really kind of piecing all of this together. What's the common denominator to all of this? Debt. The amount of debt that not only they have, the amount of debt that the cities and the counties and the states have and the national debt and living well beyond our means, and then you've got a central bank out there that is absolutely clueless. You know what, here's the sad thing. That would be one thing. Right, I can almost live with that. You know, and, you know we all know people out there. Right, they don't quite live in reality, right? <laughs> They're clueless. Right? We, 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 we know people like that. These guys aren't clueless. They have access to all the best data in the world. You know, and you'll hear, oh, this is the greatest economy. Then why are so many people living paycheck to paycheck? Never been more. And then you start hearing about All of the things like this, anti-money laundering, all of the companies out there, did you see the article over the weekend about all the retailers, and the list continues to grow, that won't take cash. How about this one, the Eurozone? The final printing of the 500 euro dollar banknote. Because right? that's just too much. It didn't get rid of it. Only bad people use that. Uh, starting January the 27th, 17 of the 19 Euro nations will no longer issue the $500 note. And by April the 26th, it will cease to exist. The notes that are in circulation will remain legal tender for now and can be used to make payments by people that will actually accept them. You know what's coming. We won't take them. Right? And just force them back into the banks. And, and you know, because I've told you about all of these things, about all of the pressure the bank puts on, and I, I and all the stories I've told you, you know, like, like for us, we get paid. We get charged. Like we get paid. We get charged to put cash in the bank. Eventually, what they're going to do is what? Make it so complicated and so difficult that you just will want to stop taking them. And you sit there and you see uh, these retailers. Oh, it's safer. It's more convenient. Listen, they made it unconvenient. And the reason is simple. It's getting close. 
They want to make sure it's all in there. That way when they change it over, it's easier. If you get left with your money in those debt markets, you're going to pay for it. It's just that simple. I've already told you. Less than 10 years from today, the debt's going to be over $40 trillion. How is that possible? What, you think we're going to have prosperity with that? You think you're going to be fine with all your money in the debt market? Major Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592 and allamericangold.com. And just kind of trying to figure out, and I'm watching all of this play out, and and we hear from the central bank about how we don't see any signs of this, and we don't see signs of that, and we're raising rates, and and the economy's so strong. And then you start thinking about. 93% of the country makes less than a hundred grand and has no money. The amount of people desperate to leave California, Illinois, New York, New Jersey, right? It just keeps growing. Matter of fact, everything keeps growing growing if you bought a new car or truck recently right they had all the big sales you know the costs are rising but according to the central bank remember i've told you this in 20 years they say there's been zero inflation on cars yeah because they made them better why should that you know it's laughable Why should that matter? You would hope for the fact, hey, we can make the product better. It shouldn't cost more. New data shows monthly auto loan payments hit a new all-time record high. With a growing number of people borrowing at least (laughs) $50,000 on a new vehicle. Listen, I know. I see it out there. My wife's car's got over 200,000 miles on it. So we've been kind of looking, and you know what? Sticker shock. Sticker shock. It's incredible. 50 grand? I mean, 18 years ago. The median price for a new home was 130. This is 50 for an. This isn't even a high-end vehicle. In the third quarter, order auto loans hit a new record of just under 31,000. Right, that's every low. 31,000. The average monthly payment for a new vehicle now is over $500 a month. 
the average used vehicle loan also hit a new record high. Yeah, just under $400 a month. I mean, <laughs> right there's about $150 difference, uh, 530 to 381 If you've been out of the market for the last five or six years, the numbers will be surprising. Yeah, well, I mean, most people, you know, five, six, seven, eight years. You know, what is it? New loans now, new car loans. They're all, they're all six, seven, eight years long. And, and, and again, how do you think this is all going to play out? Now, think about you live in one of these blue states. I got a $500 car payment. I got an $800 student loan payment. I got this payment. It doesn't work. What we've witnessed from Wall Street is just the beginning. This isn't the end. This isn't the big buy-the-dip rally. Things have changed. All of this stuff that they tell you didn't happen, all caused by the central bank. They left interest rates at zero for a decade. What did they think was going on? This is what they wanted to happen. They wanted your home to be worth way more than it was. I feel sorry for all the people out there selling right now. You're, you're learning a hard lesson, aren't you? Getting hard. And I don't want to make it sound like no one's buying a home. It's getting hard. That price keeps coming down. All that equity you thought you had. Then you start thinking about all the other, you know, just health care. I wish my health care payment was only $530 a month. Right? I mean, you, you, you spend the average family now, we're spending ten grand a year on health care. Up until my second child was born, health care was almost free. If you had a uh, if you had a forty hour a week job, I mean they took out maybe forty bucks every other month or every other week. I mean, I remember when when our first son Joey was born, it didn't cost us anything. Right now, well over half of every child born in this country. Paid for by the taxpayer. That's a fact. That's a fact. Let me ask you: Did the did food stamps make things better or worse? Okay, when food stamps first rolled out in America, two two million people were on it. Now there's forty million, and, we're, and we call that a good number. Major Radio News Hour final segment coming up. Final segment on this Pump Day Wednesday. It's a short week. Uh, 
all the holidays, hopefully now behind us. So starting next week, we'll be back to five days a week. Uh, final look here at the market school, 1287. Uh, continuing its march higher. Uh, silver, $15.58. The Dow's been sitting there about, down about 70, 80 points. Uh, been sitting here for most of the show. It's been oscillating uh, between down 50 and down 100. Right now it's down uh, down 90 right this second. Uh, but it's early. We'll see. Not a ton of economic data out. I did find out this. Friday we will get the government jobs report despite the shutdown. So one of the, the agencies uh, isn't affected by the shutdown. The other agency, they told us, at least in the memo that I read, that the they're still getting paid uh, to go out and ask people uh, the household part where they get the unemployment report. Uh, that apparently is going to happen. So we will get that number on Friday. And I, you know what, right now I don't even know what would be a good number. Would be a, would a bad number be good? Would a good number be bad? I don't know. Uh, so that 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 is coming though. Uh, I did not see today the the private sector one. My guess is because of the holiday. Maybe we'll get that tomorrow. Uh, the ADP report, uh, but we will definitely be getting the jobs number from the government Friday. That should be a big day. It doesn't matter. Right? They already know. It, it's a it's a debt problem, ladies and gentlemen. We lived well beyond our means for 50 years. And, you know, I, I believe in the law of averages. Right? Law of averages. We're, we're, we're going to go through a tough 50 years. And we just want it to be what? Organized, right? That's all I hope I... You know what I hope is anybody that has the means is able to protect themselves. That's it. You'll do well if you have it. If you don't, it's going to be harder. And listen, don't fool yourself. It's going to be hard on everybody. Right? I mean, you talk about, you know, think about when gold was, it touched 1900 Was it great then? No. I got a bad feeling it's going to be a lot higher than that because, well, the numbers are so much bigger. I mean, essentially, from here on out, we're going to be adding $2 trillion to $3 trillion a year to the debt, and that's assuming nothing goes bad. I didn't get to Social Security. They talked about it again. Listen, I told you what the number is. It's not 2032. It doesn't go that long. Matter of fact, as we know, because I've told you in all practical purposes, Social Security is already broke. Right? We already pay out more than it takes in. The only part that isn't is the fake uh, slush fund, right? The the lockbox, right? They're still pretending we've got one of those. Stop pretending. Get yourself protected. Get yourself some wealth insurance, gold and silver, 800 951-0592. Take the time. Put it away. Take the radio news hour. We'll be back tomorrow.